This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorva speaking. And uh, I'm so happy to be back with you folks at this time. The Lord has been so gracious unto us, giving us uh, this little broadcast, the old Trailblazer. And we've been here with you a long, long time. I don't know how long, many years. And uh, many of you have just been listening for a short while on some of these new stations we've gone on. But I'm glad to be with you. And I pray that you would ask the Lord for me day by day. And uh, I've asked many of you to let us know where you're listening from. And uh, give us a picture of what kind of audience we have, where, where the folks are listening. Nobody listening to this station, we'll cancel it and go on another station somewhere. But I'm happy to be with you, and I appreciate every one of you for the, what you're doing, what you have done, and encourage me to come on, keep on keeping on. I get many letters and emails and phone calls. Go ahead, Pastor, go on. We don't hear too much gospel no more. So well, I'm just happy to hear from you. But we get back to our study. We're bringing you messages now, studies on the blood uh, redemption. We looked at several, several, several different topics there. and But today, we're looking, we're beginning blood on the doorpost. We're looking at the deliverance of the children of Israel, uh, the Hebrew children from the bondage there in Egypt. Moses, God's chosen leader, had been called by the Lord. And he'd been on the backside of the desert out there for 40 years. And in the courts of Pharaoh in his younger days, 40 years. Now he had returned. The Lord had put his, spoken to him there from the burning bush. Told him what to do. Return there to his people. And I often tell you that the Lord gave me a promise that he gave Moses. He, Moses was reluctant to go back. And he told Moses that uh, certainly I'll be with you. So he gathered all the elders of the children of Israel together and told them uh, of the day that deliverance had come. Uh, oh, listen, folks. I asked the Lord day by day, uh, when, when, how long? Oh, Lord, how long? And uh, in Exodus 4.31, he says, And the people believed, and when they heard that the Lord had visited the children of Israel and that he had looked upon their affliction, then they bowed their heads and worshipped. Oh, my friend, what, what a day. Let's get this picture. I like to paint a picture, don't you? I like word pictures as well as regular pictures. Here, living in the land of Goshen, in the, in the country of Egypt, three million Jews in hard bondage, they were looked upon as slaves. You know, originally they came there under Joseph's leadership. When Jacob brought them, his folks there, I believe there were 78 souls. And they came, and because of Joseph's uh, affiliation with Pharaoh, Pharaoh gave them the land of Goshen. It was, a, it was the best land, the good land. And there they were, three. Now, after 430 years, uh, some say there were three million. I've heard it say six million. But in the sight of the Egyptians, they were only slaves, chattel mortgages, just, just uh, servants. But the Lord said, I love them. They're my people, and I'm going to deliver them. Moses is my chosen one. I'll lead them. I'll deliver them. Bring them out of the land of Egypt back to the land that I have given them through my servant Moses. He's my leader, and I'll use him to deliver them. What, what a great moment in a sinner's life when the Lord God of heaven sets his love upon that sinner and says, He's mine. I'm going to deliver him. I've seen that happen over many, many times under this ministry here, how the Lord is set his love upon some individual, maybe one that I had never never thought 
of the Lord would save. You know, we often say that there'll be three wonders in heaven. First wonder is there'll be people there that you and I would not, would not have thought of, would not think the Lord would have ever saved. Then there'll be people there, uh, there'll, be, there'll be people missing whom you and I thought would be saved. But the greatest wonder of all will be that you'll be there or I'll be there. Isn't that a great? Isn't that a gracious thought to think of? What a wonder to be in heaven. And here he is. The Lord says, uh, he's mine. I'm going to deliver him. I know he's in bondage to Satan. I know that. The Lord knows all about you and me, my friend. He's a, he's a bond slave of hell. I know Satan is his master. Moves him at his will, according to 2 Timothy uh, 2.25. No sinner is fit to be saved. Now, my friend, I often I brought you that study on the total depravity of man. But just to go back and give you a little synopsis of it, there's no man fit to be saved. We, we don't. And I often tell you, the old trailblazer is just a plain old country bumpkin. But my friend, uh, uh, the Lord doesn't have to save you. The Lord doesn't have to save you. You, you tell me, rise up with all kind of a, 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 a whatever, fussing at the Lord and saying this and that and the other. The Lord doesn't owe you anything. All the Lord has to do for you to go to hell is to leave you alone. Just leave you alone. Just just don't ever touch you. Just leave you on your, on your merry way, and you'll go out. But no sinner is ever fit to be saved. If you could realize that today, you would, you would stop your fighting. You would stop your rebelling. You'd stop your uh, fearing and shaking and quaking because the Lord does not have to save you. The Lord doesn't owe you one thing. You're not fit to be saved. There's a certain individual, yes, uh, uh, folks who makes in, in, make fun of my preaching over and over. i tell you what. Uh, would to God that folks would wake up and see their totally depraved, wicked heart when they go to criticizing God's man. If you just turn to the Lord, turn to the Lord for salvation. The children of Israel didn't deserve to be delivered. They were slaves, just like you and I. Slaves to death, slaves to sin, slaves to Satan. But God had set his love upon them and said, I'm going to manifest, display my sovereign grace, and bring them out. Do you know anything about the sovereignty of God, my friend? You know what the sovereignty of God is? You know what that word means? It means God does as he pleases. He doesn't ask you your... Did the Lord ever ask you your opinion? When the Lord created the moon and the stars and the earth and the heavens and the seas, did he ask you... Did he ask any advice from you? Does he? Does he Does he call you up and ask your advice on anything? No, sir. He's sovereign. I know I talked... young preacher called me not long ago and uh, just moved into this area here. And he made made a conversation with me. He wanted to talk about uh, this, our, this church and want to know what we preached and all. And I began to tell him that we preached the doctrines of the, uh, the old doctrines of grace, the doctrines of the of the sovereignty of God and the election of God and the preordination, predestination. And he said, "You must be a Calvinist," and hung up the phone on me. Now, my friend, uh, isn't that awful? Isn't that awful? He couldn't even fellowship with me. Listen now. Would to God that he would, uh, individual would wake up and see their totally depraved, wicked heart and then turn to Christ. You say, old trailblazer, many folks say, well, old trailblazer just preaches doom and gloom. No, I don't. 
No, I don't. I don't such a thing. I preach Christ. Christ is a living reality and that he will save you if you turn to him. The Lord never saved an individual in his sin. He saves you from your sin. Now, my friend, sin must be broken in every heart and every life. We're going to see that right on down the line as we go further down this line. We're going to see it. They didn't deserve to be delivered. No, no. But uh, the Lord said, I'm going to manifest my sovereign grace and bring them out. The greatest moment in a sinner's life is when God sets his love upon him and says, I'm going to deliver him. Now, you listen. You, you, you unawakened sinners, unconcerned sinners, listen to me. You preach, uh, you preach, you preachers, listen to me. So it is a great moment when the Lord sets his love upon that poor soul. And, and he doesn't have to be saved. He doesn't have to, Lord doesn't have to, Lord don't have to save you. He says, I'm going to display my sovereign free grace and deliver him and translate him into the kingdom of God. And, uh, there according to Colossians 1, I'm going to make him my child, he says, my son. And demonstrate to the world what I can do through my grace. To bring this out more vividly, uh, let's give God's own picture. How he looked upon the children of Israel in their depraved state of slavery. In Ezekiel 16, 3 we read, Thy birth and thy nativity is of the land of Canaan. Thy father was an Amorite. Thy mother was a Hittite. And as for thy nativity, in the day thou wast born, thy navel was not cut, neither wast thou washed in water, nor to supple thee. Thou wast not salted at all, nor swaddled at all. None I pitied thee to do thee any of these things, to have compassion on thee, but thou wast cast out into the open field to the loathing of thy person in the day that thou wast born. What a picture. What a picture. I wish you'd go back there and read that. 16th chapter of Ezekiel. Let's, let's go on. Let's finish up. And when I passed by thee and saw thee polluted in thine own blood. Now that's the way God looked upon the children of Israel there in Egypt. He passed by them, heard their groanings, saw them polluted in their own blood. I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. I said unto, yea, I said unto thee, when thou wast in thy blood, live. This is a picture of the children, God's children, the children of Israel, as he looked upon them in the land of Goshen, there in Egypt, in bondage, when he said unto them, I have heard, I have heard their groanings, Moses, and their cries, and I'm going to deliver them. Now, isn't that marvelous? That's a beautiful picture. Uh, we're going to get further into it in our next study. But they were, they were slaves in the, in the land of, of Egypt there in Goshen. And Pharaoh had made it so hard on them, they began to multiply. And Pharaoh said they, 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 they're going to be more than us, more than, all, than us in, few, in a few years. So he had, to, had many of them killed at birth. All the boy babies were killed. That's how Moses came to be into the courts of Pharaoh. But listen, listen. We're going to look at this picture a little further on uh, in our next broadcast. But let me just ask you, have you, have you ever been delivered? Do you know what salvation means? Salvation, deliverance. Salvation actually means deliverance. 
Salvation is not some joining the church or shaking the preacher's hand or, or making a decision of, for Jesus or speaking in tongues. or uh, not. That's not salvation. Salvation is a deliverance from sin, from your, from your old sin nature, from your old sinful, wicked cuss of a heart. That's what salvation is. It's a deliverance. It's like the, it's, these people here being delivered out of Pharaoh's hand is a beautiful picture of salvation. Being delivered from one, uh, they were under the bondage of Pharaoh, and they'll be delivered into the hands of the blessed Lord. That's deliverance, my friend. That is salvation. That's what the Lord said. I'm going to deliver them. You, you folks just stand by now. I've already given uh, Moses the, the, the instructions. And uh, in, the next, in the next few days, you know, it wasn't long after he called Moses. It wasn't long. He talked to Moses there in the burning bush and told him what he wanted him to do. But it wasn't long, just a few days. And he got them ready. He got all those people ready to be saved. And it doesn't take long for the Lord to save a sinner. I know folks have been sitting here on the stool of do nothing for months and months and months. But come on, folks. Come on, my sinner friend. Come on, turn to the Lord. Look to the Lord. Confess your sin. Plead, plead the blood. That's what, Oh, let's talk about that. Plead the blood. That's what we're talking about. The old trailblazer, get back into it in our next study tomorrow. And uh, if you would, tell somebody else about the broadcast. And write me and, and, and get these CDs and give them out to your friends and neighbor. And uh, if you would, keep me in your prayers and help me with the broadcast a little if you can. We don't want to have to go off of this station. But if you would, remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785, and my website, radiomissions.org. Go there and see what's there. Goodbye, and God bless you.